DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. PK, we have heard many opinions. We have had many people weigh in. Yeah, brother. What are you giggling about? Well, I did not know this. I mean, and I feel I feel ignorant, but I called up her Wikipedia page. Hart is known for her shapely legs, leading to an endorsement contract with Hanes for that company's line of pantyhose in 1987. She had her legs insured with Lloyd's of London for $1 million each. And you and Bowler Jack knew that, and I had no clue. Yeah, it was a big story at the time. <laughs> it was one of those things that becomes this big deal, and it's not that big a deal, and yet it's a huge deal, and everybody's talking about it. I'm surprised that you knew about her because she's a Republican. But then I go down to the next line, Hart owns two mansions. Oh, okay. That's the connection. <laughs> Does she have a moat as well around both of them? Uh, she could if she wanted. What about the albino alligators? Uh, she uh, does not have those. Those are very hard to come by. <laughs> now, both these mansions are in Montana, but she also owns a home in the L.A. area and Palm Desert. And she supported local charities. So now it makes sense, a direct connection. You can lo- overlook the political affiliation, but there, the other stuff, the supported local charities. Now I see the direct connection and why you guys are best buds. BK, I've told you, when you do the work, where you go to church, who you vote for, where your parents or grandparents grew up, that, that stuff doesn't matter. When you do the work, the charity work? Is that what you mean? Yeah, whatever it is. Oh, well, I don't do no charity work. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, if I had a dollar for every time I heard my mother say, charity starts at home, I wouldn't have to work. Well, <laughs> I think <laughs> there's that. And then that's actually exactly where you do your charity work. So <laughs> She was so bitter and cynical. It's amazing I am who I am. <laughs> or it's not, either way. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, and that, that's, that's the essence of today, what your outlook is. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The Jazz are 4-4. Four and four. And there are people who think they're going to be 4-14, four and 14, and there are people who think they're going to be 14-4. and four. If they're 4-14, four and 14, I will fill in the blank. <laughs> Lose my mind. Okay, that's a good one. But no, I want a punitive action. If the Jazz are 4-14 four and 14 after, let me see, that would be... Well, for a lot of people... 18 I, games. For a lot of people, it would be, I will stop watching. They're just not going to put themselves through that. You know, it's interesting about local sports no. fans. Yes, it's interesting no. about local... They don't get mad, they go away. And there are I, I, no. multiple examples of that. No, I don't... Okay, go away. No, you could turn off the television. No, I can recall when BYU was going through those three uh, seasons that were just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- I'll give you there was some <laughs> anger there. There was without question. I can see that there was some anger, and, and there was probably that was probably that's probably the weakest uh, example for my argument. That's the the best counter to it um, because BYU basketball. Uh, in the 90s, when they had that one-win season, people didn't get mad. But, man, that Marriott Center emptied out. There were 1,500 people rattling around that sure, place. But and I'm talking Utah about your ba- passion. Utah basketball now, and that's interesting because you were just bringing this up a couple days ago, You know they got to be careful they don't lose the passion around Utah basketball. Now, to some degree, they've lost it because about two years ago, people stopped showing up. and It was, it was dramatic, and it happened quickly. Yeah, they curtained off up top, didn't they? Eventually. 
eventually. Yeah, yeah but before but that, it was the, empty. The thing that really opened my mind and my eyes, and I and I because I didn't grow up here, and you know, I I, I watched BYU on ESPN because they were on. Right. And I although it's fine, I want to say I knew LDS people, but and I did. But the ones that I knew in Phoenix were all ASU fans. So th- th- there wasn't much talk. I mean, my I certainly knew of the Cougars, but I didn't know the passion. And I really didn't know the passion until those losing years when so many people, particularly former players that I came in touch with, were so irate. That's I actually learned more about the passion of BYU football through the losing than I did the winning. And being I was working for the Watchdog at the time, and I would get emails, I'd get all sorts of correspondence. If I bumped into anybody, which I yeah. would do, that had any connection, they were furious. They were, but and, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just the losing. It was the behind-the-scenes stories of just tripping over your own feet. And a lot of those people, I think, uh, if I had to put a number, I would say 80% of the people who reached out to you, and if I'm wrong, it's 90, not 70, were upset. They felt like Lavelle Edwards had been personally rejected by the program. Right, and I think that was the losing, though. It was those other things. That's the whole essence of the Magic Happens comment by Austin Colley was – that there was all this chaos in the program when he left. He comes back after mission. There's changes, and there wasn't chaos. People were focused on what the goal was, which was to win football games. And so that was the essence of his magic happens, not that God roots for BYU over Utah, although certainly you could understand why if that were the case. But nevertheless, that wasn't his point. I'm just kidding, obviously. That wasn't his point. His point was, as you just said, all the chaos, and the chaos had been removed, and Bronco, in one of the greatest rebuilding jobs I had ever seen, was able to channel folks going in that right direction so very, very quickly. And Steve Cleveland did a great rebuilding job, as did Kristobiak, interestingly enough. But you're dealing with far fewer people when you're dealing with over 100 folks. And as Bronco said, he didn't even know the names of some of the offensive players when he got the job. To be able to do that was tremendous. That was the essence of it. So the chaos was a significant factor in the losing. And I really became uh, came to respect the passion and the support for BYU football, which I really didn't know how deep it was until, what was it, 2003? 2002, 2003, 2004, were those the years? Yep. And then then I found that out. And it was actually, to me, in a losing way impressive, which is why I never underestimate the number and the passion of BYU fans. It's interesting you didn't feel like it really sunk in. I guess maybe because I had sat in stadiums and watched Cougar fans and watched BYU Yeah, you had that history. I didn't. I had that, and when I got up here – and I saw BYU fan. Really, you the brought first, it with you. The first year, I was like, "Yep, this is what it'd be like to be a big program and and to win a lot and to just have all this momentum around the program." Yeah, your team was playing them every yeah. single year. Yep, I, and I, I, I literally no sat in the stadium. That. Yeah, I literally sat in the stadium in San Diego and watched the Aztecs lose and watched ten thousand Cougar fans celebrate. In those days, ten thousand was normal. It was just, if there was a BYU game, there were going to be ten thousand BYU fans there. You know, playing in an NFL stadium, there was always room. So, 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So that was my knowledge. And that's, and that's why I think that if the Jazz lose, they're not going to lose 10 in a row. I mean, they're just not going to. Right? But yeah, if I they just, did, yeah. Yeah. I just, you just picked that out. I picked I, I that out that. of the air. I, I, get, I get that. But I don't think the passion is going to go away. I could argue the passion could increase just like I did with the Cougars in those three over those three years. I believe the passion and the intensity actually increased. That's when you know you have a fan base. Because if they turn away, well, then they were sort of bandwagoners. Right? Or what did you call them? Bandwaggers? <laughs> Dropped a syllable. <laughs> is that what he did, Yaki? Call I think them bandwaggers? I, I think that is it. <laughs> bandwaggers, yep. Yeah. yeah. That's when you know your fan base really isn't there all the time. Sure, any fan base, when you win, they, they can jump aboard. That's obvious. Everybody loves a winner. It's fun. Blah, blah, blah. We've been over that a million times. But when you lose what is the fan base's interest that's when you can judge and i believe that the jazz fans they may tune out of a game but the passion won't be any less in fact it'll be more and there'll be more demands on this team to get it right well it starts tomorrow night in milwaukee can the jazz handle well, the bucks yeah i'm gonna say something right now and you're not gonna believe it i'm gonna tell you right now tomorrow night the bucks stop here oh beautiful <laughs> make it so nice pull make it so obi-wan that was pretty deep wasn't it see it you really can was get, you can get breakdowns of how to show on the screen anywhere but you're not going to get anywhere else the buck stops here but right here what Thank goodness that? for you. That was Harry D. Truman, wasn't it not? Uh, Harry Truman, I have no idea what his middle initial was, and ironically, neither do you. It's Harry S. Truman, <laughs> but, you know, who's counting? Yock knows. Yock was awake in that poli sci class. He knows. Studied history in college. <laughs> I study history every day, except yesterday. Question of the morning, what is wrong with the Jazz? Clint tweeted at us as it says it starts and ends with perimeter defense. Need more effort from Mitchell, Ingles, and O'Neal there. Landry says, any sign that this may be true? If so, job security is quite something. Job security? What's that mean? Uh, if you can't defend, you shouldn't play or you shouldn't be on the team, I assume. I don't know which of those are two different things. I don't know well, which I know, one Landry's but what, going at. What's he talking about? They have job security, so they don't try? What, what are we getting at? That's what I'm saying. He says if they're not given the effort, if there is any sign that this must be true, then their job security really is something, if they're not given enough effort. The perimeter oh. defense has been a problem. I don't think it's the biggest problem. Uh, I don't know that anything is the biggest problem. It's a thousand, thousand paper cuts. Everything is the biggest problem. A thousand paper cuts? Yeah. I think, I think where to start, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, when you're not winning games that you should win, they should have beaten Brooklyn without Durant, and they should beat the Knicks. And they didn't. And they were up 18 points against the Knicks. Now it's the first half, so I'm not going to go crazy. But still, that's what's, that's what's getting under my skin. And i got to admit, it's getting under my skin more than I thought it would get under my skin. But nevertheless, I've got to be honest, and that's where I'm at, is that how do you look so good sometimes and then look so bad? This wide variance of display here 
is starting to irritate me. Focus, concentration, confidence. Pick one or I guess you can pick more than one of those. Um, And that's why I wonder about the confidence factor. Uh, Really? It's not surprising to me that an 18-point lead in the second quarter got whittled down because we've seen it so often. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes you just run somebody off the floor. That bugs me. You know, the the, the Jazz never whittled the Nets lead down and made a run at them, even if they ultimately lost the game. That's actually unusual. It is unusual, and it's bothersome because you ought to do that. But when you're up by 18 on the Knicks and you know you're the better team, and then they make a run, fine, but why can't you turn it around and take control? It just looked to me like there was a lot of doubt in the fourth quarter, and the score was not out of hand yet. No, it was well, not. 12, so you said... Well, 112-100, you know, that's a decisive win in the NBA. 12 points is a decisive win. a good win. But a with five win. minutes ago, they had a chance to win that game. I, I, score, yeah. I don't know what point it was, 96-96. I don't know where the clock was then, but it was five minutes-ish. You can go look it up. If I can. Yeah. Uh, I will. Well, you, you said focus, concentration, confidence. I think focus and concentration are basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, I, and I don't have any problem with that uh, on either of those words. The confidence issue, that's an interesting uh, facet to me as you would list potential ailments as to reasons why they didn't win, and you would list confidence uh, because in my mind, that shouldn't be. These are tried and tested players. And I if I look at the Knicks, I would say confidence issues. If I'm going to pick a team that has confidence <laughs> issues, it would be a little more along the lines of the orange and dark blue. Mm-hmm. The, you, the team of my youth was the Knicks. And I watched a ton of them growing up. And to see where they are now, I would think the Jazz would have more confidence. So I'm, a, I'm initially I'm skeptical that confidence is an issue, although I've got no problem with the focus and concentration. Uh, Royce O'Neal did tie it at 96 with 5.14 to go. So you're good enough to do it. You're right there. But you got run off the floor in the last five minutes. <laughs> Austin Rivers. By Austin Rivers. Yeah. 16-4 to four run. Okay, and Austin Rivers is hot and he's hitting threes from everywhere. Explain to me why you scored four points in five minutes. I know you're better than that. I've watched you play a lot of basketball. I don't think you're better than that. I know you're better than that. And that's why I look at the confidence. Like I, really? Yeah, I just want to I want to call timeout. Move over, Quinn. I'm stepping into the huddle. Guys, you know you're better than them. Let's go do it. Just well, be you. Should you should put up a little of those mini polls. You know, what do you think is yeah. the thing that's ailment, ailing the Jazz right now? Right. You know, focus, concentration, whatever, and confidence. I'd be interested to see how many people would view confidence because I wouldn't put confidence high on that list. Doesn't mean I'm right more often than not, I'm probably wrong. I was told I was wrong this morning on one of my takes. So what do I know? <laughs> uh, so uh, I wouldn't think that confidence was an issue. Uh, what else do you want me to put in the poll? What do you got? Well, if I go with uh, concentration and confidence, because you're right, focus and concentration kind of uh, lack there. of talent, I guess. Okay. What do you say? You, you they allow you to do four? Yep. So you can put can you you could like focus or concentration. I, I'll do one, focus right? slash concentration, and I think okay. I think right, that okay. will fit on one line. Okay, because they okay, limit cool. your characters. It does. Okay, so yeah, so that's a, that's that's definitely a good one. You want confidence? Should I go perimeter defense? I think a lot of people want to vote for that. Well, uh, points in the paint. You know they scored sixty. Okay, so you go just with that. go defense. 
I'll go points in the paint. That's very specific. Uh, no, but, that I mean, could be yeah, Cody, but if you think offensive peri- defense. If you think perimeter is an issue, I, I wonder how much of it was an issue. Uh, Rivers, Rivers, interestingly, talking about confidence. Now he hits that one over Gobert with the shot clock, and all of a sudden, his if they could have judged confidence, <laughs> it just <laughs> shot through the roof. Yep, he was feeling it. He was definitely feeling it at that point. Is there some reason he bugs me? <laughs> Why is that? I remember what big baby Davis talking about his skinny bleep pants and <laughs> running around. Remember all that? Yeah. And then I show I thought he showed up his father last year when he was with Houston, calling him to get a technical foul. You remember that? Yep. I want to say it was early early. I thought that was disrespectful. Yeah. All right, what is wrong with the Jazz? I'm going to go with focus slash concentration, confidence, perimeter defense, uh, choice for other slash explain. You got the comments to explain there, people, because there's okay. no way okay, there's good. no way we're going to include every possibility when you're limited to four things. Yeah. And then we can hit that tomorrow. Yep. All right, and it's up. It's live at Twitter. David DJ James, go ahead. All right, DJ and PK, it is time to bring in. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Do you talk jazz with people while they come into the clinic and you're putting them through the initial evaluation? This is a oh, little small absolutely. talk. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of jazz fans that have EDA too, unfortunately. And you and Cougar fans lighten each other up? Oh, yeah. That happens as well <laughs> in the lobby. Yep. I figured. I figured. Uh, then, in addition, eventually you talk business and you tell them about uh, clinical studies. Yes, the clinical studies around acoustic wave therapy are pretty significant. Um, Three years ago, I I was kind of the only one saying, hey, this works. This can reverse erectile dysfunction. And the clinical studies, my goodness, Cambridge University in 2018, they released a pretty big one. Uh, The European and the American Urological Associations had both tested this. And here's the bottom line. We can fix or correct erectile dysfunction We can open up blood vessels really gently, really easily. There's never been a side effect reported. And I haven't met anybody in the years I've been doing this that likes to take the pill for ED. That is what we're getting you off of. Normal, natural, on-demand function back in the bedroom. And you've got a special deal for people right now who hear this and think, "Mm, maybe I should call. Yes, there's so many guys that are suffering in silence and they generally do nothing about the ED. They order supplements online, they don't work, and the relationship continues to suffer. So call us now, and you can take the first step, which is the screening and exam with our medical doctor free. Uh, That's no obligation. You'll get checked out. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound totally free as well. And then you can decide, um, you know, you're not going to pay a dime. We're also going to throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom, and you're going to love that. Call us now. It's all free. All right, you can call them at 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Number one. Make us your number one preset. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Number one.
Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Rivers at the left wing. Three to shoot. Three on the way. It's another one. Contested again. Austin Rivers with the last 14 points for the Knicks. To be honest with you, it's, it's just something we just got to look at ourselves, man. Like, I could give you five different answers, Eric, to be honest, but it's just at the end of the day, we got to look at ourselves. I I've said the same message to y'all about, what, five times already this year, four times? So I, we just got to go ahead and do it. Uh, whether it's guarding, take care of the ball, whatever it is, we just got to go ahead and do it. That's, that's all I got for you. There's Donovan Mitchell. I appreciate that on multiple levels. One, there's five different things. So we just launched a Twitter question that only has four possibilities because that's all the format can handle. So we already <laughs> we already hit the under on that one. And then the fact that he said it, he's already I've already told you guys this four times this year. Yep. Yeah. You told us after Brooklyn and you told us after New York and you told us after Minnesota. And so he's spot on. Yeah, he really is. I mean, it's a very insightful thing. You got to go ahead and do it. What, what do you want to talk about? Pick out your problem du jour, and the answer to that is yes. Now, what are you going to do about it? It's one thing to identify the problem, but it's another to correct it. And they've got to go do it. You can talk forever. You can show film forever and all that stuff. You got to go do it. They've got to get it done. No better time than it's funny because you think about all the stuff and you lose confidence and whatnot. And we put that up on the poll. You can go to DJ's Twitter feed and see it and interested in your response. But all you got to do is beat Milwaukee. Easier said than done. And any confidence that you lost will be restored. For the Jazz now, it's uh, 48 hours to get it together and try again and get it done, as Donovan says. It's the Bucks Friday night. Where does the Bucks stop, PK? Here, right now. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, because that's where they're playing, yeah. So get it, go get that thing done. It's not – Bucks are a good team. Antis Cumble's a great player. You know, he does that freaking spin move, and he's right on top of the basket. It's fun to watch. Uh, but it's not like they're unbeatable by any stretch. No, they've had their issues starting out this year. They are 5-3. and three. Uh, In fact, I could argue, DJ, that they have the weakest team with an MVP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'd get a lot of argument about that. Uh, no, you wouldn't get a lot of argument about that. I was about to argue. Uh, what would you say about Steph Curry with the Warriors without Clay Thompson? Because there really aren't that many MVPs. Well, I guess there are, there are now. I'm leaving out Harden and Westbrook because they. I mean, all time. I'm not just. Oh, you're not even talking. I thought you were talking of the active guys in the league. No. Um, that one year, Nowitzki won it, and they went out in the first round. Yeah, he, didn't he have was a lot fiddling around. with the microphone, and he just threw it down. Robinson Spurs team. I'm trying to think who was on the team that year. It's, I get the Spurs rosters messed up. They've been so good for so long until now, uh, but they had a good 20 year run. Yeah, but no, you make a strong point. He doesn't have much around him. How far can he carry him? Iverson in the Sixers. That would, that'd be another play team where. One guy uh-huh. really carried him. Yeah, agreed. So the Bucks are five and three, and after a slow start, they have won three in a row. So it'll be a little bit of a test for the Jazz. There, obviously, everywhere has been a test for the Jazz lately. Yeah, Middleton is playing well of late. Uh, other things we have talked about in this show: some of the other uh, some of the other games we talked about. Bradley Beal. 
60. We've had two enormous games already this year with Steph Curry going for 62 and now Bradley Bradley Beal with 60 points, although the Wizards end up losing to the Sixers, who are 7-1 and and 141-136. And you thought, is that a double OT game? That's a lot of points. When I first saw the score, I did, yeah, uh, watching the Jazz game. Game's over. Uh, and then they had the uh, Warriors game on with the Clippers. I was watching that. So, and I was flicking uh, Utah State too. And then I go and look on the, you know, I try to look at every box score. I don't try. I do. I look at every box score before I go to bed. And so I saw that. Well, I saw that score, and I thought, oh man, this must be a little extra time. And it's not. Now Beal got the uh, all the points. I think he took 35 shots. It's probably really irritated Westbrook, saying, "Wait a second, man! I didn't come all the way over here to watch you jack up 35 shots." <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back to Godfather territory again. <laughs> I don't watch you jack up shots. You watch me jack up shots. Uh, uh, the Beal. second quarter is extraordinary. Philly yeah. won the second quarter, forty-nine, forty-three. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, was there a stop? I got to get in the play-by-play. Was there a single stop in that quarter? Did everybody score every time? Lot. Yeah, that, that is that's an outrageous uh, offensive production yeah. for what? either team, let alone both teams. Westbrook didn't get cheated though. He took eighteen no. shots. That's no, not a small number, but thirty-five is an enormous number. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then Hayward had a monster game. Uh, career best, 44. And so, his team won. How about that? The Hornets beat the Hawks, 102-94. Trey Young didn't do much at all. And uh, I saw uh, afterward on old Robin Hayward's uh, Instagram, she put uh, his stats up, which is I guess that's why he went there in the first place outside of the cash. Oh, he went there for the opportunity to turn around a woebegone franchise. And to lead them to heights previously unknown in the Charlotte area, or he went well, there for the, or he went there for the cash. <laughs> I think he went for the, for the shots and the cash. Did he not? Yeah. Not not that I blame him. Uh, I'm not. I know it sounds critical because it's coming out of my mouth, but I think that's you know, a significant reason why he went. And I don't know that that's all that bad. I mean, if you're going to throw that kind of money at you. I mean, you just look at the enormous amount of money that Gordon Hayward will have made when he retires. And he's a nice player, but oh my gosh, no wonder why guys like Shaq are going after these younger guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think even aside, I mean, Shaq specifically, sure, because we see him on TV and we saw him play here and all that. But I think just generally, when you see the older players say it was better in my day, and that doesn't matter if someone's got a regular TV gig and if it's local or national or someone's just getting interviewed one time. There's got to be a part of them saying, I could take that guy. That guy's making what? I could totally take him. I was born 10 years too early. And they've been saying that for decades, too. I've, I've, I've talked for the Booner about that. Like, yep, I say that about the guys who played in the 90s, and then the guys in the 90s say yeah. that about the guy who played now. And the guy who plays now is probably going to say it about a guy in 20 years. So somebody of what you're telling me, somebody of Gordon Hayward's caliber, is, is going to be blown away by the kind of money. That Sixty some, million dollars a year. Does that not seem where this is headed? Oh come on, come on! Did you ever think you'd see a player make forty million? I was, I I can remember when the salary cap got bumped up to thirty five million, 
And Scott Layden was talking to the media. There weren't very many of us, probably two or three of us. And $35 million and, and we're like, well, that's a lot of money. Now you can pay the players enough, and there won't be all this angst and all the holdouts. And Scott's, I can't remember exactly, but paraphrasing, he's basically like, well, for now. You know, because like, yes, in the next summer or two, we'll have it was a big jump in the payroll. And so they were going to have enough money to pay everybody. But it, it was it was for now. You know, you get to a couple of years, you'll be jammed up okay. against the cap again and expectations will change. But that's, Why that's isn't r- that going to happen again? Even though the cap at that point was less than one single guy is getting paid now. Yeah, but if you pay Michael Jordan or whomever, fill in the blank superstar, 40 million, so be it. We're paying Gordon Hayward. Mm hmm. A nice player. Mm-hmm. And so you're telling me nice players, not superstars, mm-hmm. but nice players are going to make $60 million a year? Nice players. We got a problem. Uh, well, I think some people would say we have a problem now. I mean, it's all generational. I can remember, it, it's funny. There, you know, my dad never worked in the sports media, so he didn't have access behind the scenes info or private conversations where people could really bring you up to speed. And yet, sometimes he said things that were so spot on that hadn't occurred to me. I'm like, oh. but other times he said stuff like, Wow, was that wrong? I can remember the first time somebody made $2 million on a salary. He says, this isn't sustainable. Who was it, though? You're missing the point. Who was it? I think it was Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield was a friggin' Hall of Fame player. Yep. Gordon Hayward is not a Hall of Fame player. I agree. But, so that's what I'm saying. But I'm, you I've know got, everything I, follows. Winfield got it first because the Hall of Famer gets it first. Right, the first guy to make thirty million was Jordan, a Hall of Famer. But now we've gotten to the point where there are nice players who will never come anywhere near the Hall of Fame making thirty million. Well, now we've got the first fifty million dollar player. Well, onto the in what sport? In, in basketball. basketball, I'm saying in so basketball. Yeah, right. we got a first fifty million dollar player in basketball, and fine, and, and it's onto the and he's an MVP. Fine. Right, fine, he's, he's an MVP. But yeah. where is this going down the road? There's going to be nice players making fifty million. The sport's yeah. going to become more popular globally. They're going to make more money. It, right now, people want to stream because they think it's going to save money because cable is so expensive. But streaming, they're still going to suck the money out of us. They are. And there's going to be a time where there's going to be a generation saying, streaming's too expensive. What are these old people doing? It's going to happen. Okay, fine. Have it happen. And I still stand by my statement. If players of Gordon Hayward's caliber, who's a nice player, if he's making $60 million, then there will be a problem. Not the Dave Winfields of the world. Yes, well, the, the, the first the decent guy, players of right, the world. The first guy who gets it will be an MVP, Hall of Famer, a champion. But as, as things continue to grow, then the decent player gets it. So you're telling me... Did you ever sit around in the Daily Breeze? You've told us a million... I almost... Even though the building's not there, I can never walk in the room. I feel like I could walk in and visualize it and hear the conversations. You've told us so much about it. But did anybody in there ever say, one day average players are going to make $30 million? Because if somebody had, one of those sports writers in there would have said, if an average guy makes $30 million, not a Magic Johnson... Not a Kareem, but if an average player makes $30 million, we're going to have a problem. And, and most of us would have nodded yes, and yet here we are, and the league is financially stable. It's, Ryan Smith is very fortunate to buy a team because there just aren't that many for sale. And he knows he wanted to buy one a while ago. He could afford one a while ago. And he talked to multiple teams, and it didn't happen because people don't want to sell because A, it's fun, and B, they're all making money. 
Well, who walks mm-hmm. away from something when it's fun and you're making money? There are very few teams sold these days. So you're telling me in 25 years when I retire, <laughs> a sports radio guy taking my place is going to make 27000 a year. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else we hit in this show? We got to talk, Well, we got to talk some college basketball. There's two storylines. One, last night, Scotty G had the call here on The Zone as Utah State worked New Mexico. Now, you were quick to point out, the, the Lobos are not what they were. The Lobos are not, they're not a tournament team. They're not sending guys to the NBA. They're not what they were, but 77 to 45. Utah State is 5 and 0, winning by an average of 32 points a game. They've had one game that was, in conference that was decided by less than 20 points. I think that was eight, 17 or 18. I think it was 18. They are annihilating people. And at first, it was just San Jose. Okay, it's just San Jose and Air Force. But New Mexico is not the bottom of the barrel. Aren't they the middle third of the league? Uh, I would say the bottom of the middle third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that distinction. <laughs> and it, it's not the pit. True. No, it was not a, coming down that ramp. <laughs> no. As Scotty tweeted about that last night. Oh, it's an infamous ramp. <laughs> yes. Everybody who's ever been there talks about the ramp. Nobody wants to walk up and down the ramp. Oh, to watch Majerus do it? Yeah, I mean, it was painful. So the Aggies have won seven in a row. They are 5-0 and in league. What do they have to do then before they should really celebrate if they're going to – if fans are supposed to tone it win all down league. right now? Oh, win until the they Until they win the league. In the regular season I'm speaking of. I'm not speaking tournament. Well, San Diego State's already got a loss after blowing that lead to CSU, and they've got a loss, and Nevada's got a loss. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going through undefeated. To go undefeated in a basketball league, hard to do. That's even harder than football. Will Gonzaga do it? They're playing BYU tonight. Huge game for the Cougars. A, I'm glad they're out on the court. So, and and I love Pope's attitude. Just play him, man. You know, he tweeted about it, and I found out about it. what was it, Monday night, y'all? Because that when we found out it was a Tuesday. I can't even remember now. It was Monday uh, evening. Uh, it was a very yeah. busy day that day. And uh, so, you know, we both tweeted it out. And the guy who told me said, yeah, but let, let them make their announcement. So Pope tweeted out, uh, we got a game. And then I, I commented on his tweet with a retweet. Uh, not just a game, the best of the best or something along those lines because I'd heard it was Gonzaga. And so Gonzaga is just awesome. Uh, Cougars, uh, let's see what you can do. It seems like it's been a while since you played basketball, and that that can't be good. And we've seen that with a bunch of teams across the country. Uh, Utes dealing with it a little bit right now, and they've revamped their schedule a little bit, which I think you've got to be able to do. So, uh, and that game, what this is tremendous exposure because what it's six thirty regular ESPN. So that'll be eight thirty in the East. That is right in the heart of prime time in the East Coast. Yeah. That is excellent exposure. And thank Gonzaga for being number one and undefeated because people are probably college basketball fans are curious. That's a good get for ESPN to plug. Oh, I'm I'm all over that game for sure tonight. Absolutely. And they and they know they can roll the video of BYU going up there and winning three times. And what what was Gonzaga's record? And what were they ranked each of those times? And and they got the video from last year when BYU beat them at home. So 
You know, they've, they've got an opponent that I don't think they'll do it because I don't know who's going to do it because I think Gonzaga's just, this team is stacked. <laughs> this team is awesome. But if you're going to look at somebody who plausibly could do it, you got all this video to roll. Like, well, Gonzaga's really good then, and BYU took them down. A couple so. years ago, after their semifinal win, I had an opportunity to spend some time with Mark Few, and I talked to him about what it takes to build a program. And that's one of the things I really enjoy. If I can get somebody one-on-one and I can build a topic, and the topic was, and you could see he was really into it too, and it was about building a program, and his answers as far as what he was looking for in players were real fascinating to me, and you could see why they're so successful. BYU and Gonzaga tonight, 6.30 Mountain Time on ESPN, the main channel, the mothership. Uh, Portland and USF are over on ESPNU at 7. And St. Mary's and San Diego aren't playing. That one's been postponed already. So, DJ and PK brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show Friday from 2 to 6 at The Warehouse at 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Coming up next, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Even though he spent that money, 1.6 billion, honey, Ryan Smith must wonder to himself every night, does this team have a heart, and will they do their part, cause I'm not sure that things are gonna be alright. Hey PK, how about Broken Wings by Mr. Mister? I think you can pull that one off. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Music's taking over the show, PK. <laughs> Ryan probably when he bought a team knew there'd be a lot of things out there, but he didn't know people would be singing about him. And that was Kay, of course, back after taking a day off. What are we paying Kay for? To take, oh, wait, we're not paying Kay. All right, Kay, you get to take a day off then. Never mind. Do whatever you want. And in uh, Broken Wings, that Mr. Mister. Ben was the second one that came. Ben. Oh, Tank! He's no. Broken Wings! Terrible song. That's not terrible. No. Stop, terrible. stop, stop, stop. Yeah, but see, stop. if it's terrible. a terrible song, then you have to sing it terribly. That's true, or you but can just ignore just the not. whole thing. And I can't like ignore that a request. I've <laughs> never ignored a request in my life. Oh, man. People well, want to know what religion I am. I tell them I'm a man of a God, of God on a mountain. I'm honest with people at all times. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what you are. Sure, great. <laughs> liar, lie, liar. My pants are not on fire, though. Lying liars who lie. Not true. I, I'm a man of God. How dare you say I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a lot of people uh, tweeting at us. A lot to get through here. Uh, what's wrong with the Jazz? Uh, Draper Ute, they are passing up open shots to dribble into contested shots. He's furious with the shot selection. Add another thing to the problem, huh? Yeah, and uh, Hansel, 1986, with the Ute helmet, says, William Bogdanovich is underperforming, period. By a lot. Period. Okay. Uh, and you got to explain to people what you said earlier in the show because you've got both an explanation, a worry, and then the bottom line to the bottom line. As far as bogey? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think there must be some wrist issues here because this guy's a proven shooter in this league. I mean, if he's got a wide-open three where his feet are set, I'm wanting him to take it 100 out of 100 times, and he's missing some shots, so there must be an issue. The problem with that is the old Kyle Whittingham line, nobody cares. It's not like, well, we're going to make some accountability for this injury. So, you know, as long as the shot looks good and it almost goes in, we'll give you a point. No, that's not the way it works. So if it's a problem, 
then you've got to have somebody else in there because right now he's clearly not playing up to his capability. I'm hoping that it's just a shooting slump because if it's just a shooting slump, then the good news is there's going to be a time where he'll, he'll come out of it because, as I say, he's a proven commodity and it's like a batting average. You know, after a while, you are who you are. And as far as you are who you are with him, he's an excellent shooter. So at some point, he's going to shoot very, very well unless it's an injury that's impeding him from shooting very well. Uh, Lanny just tweets at us and says, there's nothing wrong with the Jazz. They'll be fine. Exclamation point. Just got to ride it out, Lanny says. Okay. All right. I hope so. And then we just got a text from Jill that says, I knew about Mary Hart, and I'm so young. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly did not. And if I did, I, I totally forgot it. You must have totally forgotten, because you lived in L.A. when it happened. It was all over uh, the local I news. I'm not into this, to the, I, the I get celebrity it. stuff. And I'm not either, but it was all over the local news. You couldn't miss it. It's one of the... You, you just couldn't miss it. <laughs> I, maybe I didn't miss it, but I Comedians forgot Comedians made jokes on late night shows. I mean, you didn't have to watch the news to find out about it. It was, it was a big deal. And she just, the, it, she just it, it laughed did, it all off all the way to the bank. <laughs> it bothered me the way you immediately recalled it. Oh, yeah. She was a high school English teacher that did a little TV work and then bagged it and moved to L.A. and made it. So you got to admire that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could teach, but this is looking pretty good over here. I might have to go do this. Hey, uh, you made it. What is wrong with the Jazz right now? 43% of the vote going to focus and concentration, 39% to perimeter defense, 11% to other explain. And we are like 400 votes deep. Where's the confidence coming in? Did you already oh, say that? Dead last, 6%. See, that's what I would think too. Uh, okay. But you think otherwise. I think it's an issue. I thought it was an issue in the fourth quarter in New York. How did these guys not just get together and look at each other and go, we're better than these guys? Let's do this. I've seen them do it before. <laughs> I've seen them play poor, poorly before. Hey, we're better than this. And they get together and they play well for 10 or 12 minutes at the end of the game and they win the game. And then Quinn comes in and he's upset because they did a bunch of stuff wrong, but he's happy they won. But he feels like they're setting themselves up for something down the road. Uh, we've totally been through this. Well, I'm right just now they're not capable of doing that. I don't know why. Tomorrow night, they play as good as Mary Hart's legs look. There you go. Thank you for tying it all together. Like a million bucks, literally. Per leg. Right. All right, time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt one more time from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Here to help guys who maybe think they need help or know they need help, but really don't want to do it and are kind of shy about it because the whole thing just sounds awkward. And uh, Why would I do this, Andrew? Yeah, these are these are. There's a lot of guys thinking those exact things. If they're frustrated in the bedroom, we kind of feel like less of a man if we have erectile dysfunction. I don't think that's the case. In fact, I think the manly thing to do is to take care of it, improve the relationship, and uh, otherwise the problem's just going to get worse. Now, Wasatch Medical Clinic has helped thousands of guys with acoustic wave therapy opening up blood vessels, increasing blood flow. We can't forget that ED is a blood flow problem. That is what we're correcting. Finally, we're fixing things instead of just putting a Band-Aid on the problem like the pill does. If you're out there taking the pill, you're probably having to take more of it. You're probably experiencing side effects, and you have no spontaneity. 
that is what we can restore with just a few short, easy 10-minute treatments on our technology. All right, you got some clinical studies backing it up now. We really do. Uh, Go to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com. You've got three weeks' worth of reading material there from Cambridge University, dozens of others. I don't think there's anybody that says this doesn't work or this isn't safe. They all conclude it has a high success rate. We can regrow blood vessels, and we can reverse the erectile dysfunction. So you got a deal, too, if people call right now. We do. Last uh, spot of the day, call us now, guys. Say, hey, I just heard you uh, on the radio. We're going to do the initial screening, the assessment, the exam, even the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor at no charge. Uh, We're also going to throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. You're going to love that, too. It's all free. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. You can call Wasatch Medical right now at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical.